Father, we thank you that we do have your uh, word to read in our own language. Thank you that we can uh, read it and you can help us to understand it. And Lord, as we open it, your word now, we pray that we'll be open to what it says uh, to receive in a sense from it. Amen. Amen. Okay, so a very short passage today in Philippians chapter 4, verses uh, 4 to 9. Do you get anxious? <laughs> Do you worry? Well, the truth is, we all, I get anxious at times. We all, we all have worries and concerns. There's, a, there's something that is a, a real issue now within our society um, and that is anxiety. Kim, nearly all the people that Kim sees are suffering, and suffering is the right word, with anxieties and that, those anxi that anxiety is manifested in different ways, um, physical symptoms um, as, well as, as well as other emotional um, responses. And that sort of anxiety, when we talk about that, is something that actually consumes people, actually, in a sense, almost if like controls them. And so there's a real issue. And what do you do if you get anxious? What do we do? Or what should we do if we find ourselves becoming anxious about things? Well, this passage, this very short passage, has got some wonderful pointers uh, for each of us in terms of how to respond to anxious thoughts, those thoughts that can so easily, I'm not just talking about the occasional, I'm not just talking about a concern, we all have our concerns for our children, and what, I'm talking about things that actually come to sit heavily upon us, become a burden uh, to us, control us. So let's read, um, I'm going to read four, um Philippians 4, 4 to 9, just to say that Paul, who's writing this, has, in our terms, has every reason to be anxious, right? He, he's right. We ended Acts 28 last week with Ben, with Paul in prison in Rome. And this is almost certainly where he's writing this letter from. So he's in prison. He does not know what the future holds. He doesn't know whether he's going to be released. He doesn't know whether he's going to be, be executed. He just doesn't know what the future holds. He's got every reason to be anxious. And the people he's writing to also have reason to be anxious. If you look in 128, he talks about the opposition that they're facing. And, they, and, the, and they, they could be frightened by this, are frightened by it. So it's not, this is not written in a vacuum. This is written by somebody who understands what, what he's talking about. So let's read then verses 4. Somebody like to read verses 4 to 7 and then somebody 8 to 9. Philippians chapter 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every, every situation, I prayer and petition with, thank, with thanksgiving. 
present your request to God. And the next one, Carol. Okay. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Eight and nine. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lonely, lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. Thank you both. In the first section that Carol read, she talked, it came to talk about the peace of God. And in what Becky just read, right at the end there, it also talks about this time, the God of peace. The peace of God and the God of peace. And of course, peace is the very opposite to anxiety. If we're at peace, then we're settled, we're calm, and we have confidence as against anxiety. In fact, the word, the word anxious um, talks about, uh, in the Greek, is, is about a word where people are being pulled in different directions. If you know, so they, they just cannot settle because something's pulling them this way and another thing else this way. That's the sort of root meaning of the word. The peace of God, and God's peace, is the very opposite of being anxious. Now, how, how, can, we, how can we experience, because we're not talking about theory here, we're talking about practice. How can we experience and know God's peace in our lives? Because I'm sure we all want to know that, don't we? How can, we, how can that be the case? Well, Paul gives us very quickly gives us some pointers, doesn't he, in those passages. He talks about rejoicing in the Lord always. Now, of course, if we're anxious, the truth is we're going to find it very difficult to rejoice. Anxiety will have the very opposite effect um, in, terms of, in terms of our demeanor. But he says rejoice, not in our circumstances, rejoice in the Lord. In other words, good starter is to think about what remind ourselves we do need to remind ourselves because we, we daily forget as it were we need to remind ourselves about god and how good he is that's how how um how powerful he is how he, actually he's able to deal with the circumstances and the situations that are causing us to be anxious he is a god of compassion and uh, a god of concern for us so rejoice, first thing he says is rejoice in the Lord. The second thing he, is, he says is to pray, isn't it? Pray, supplication, thanksgiving, with requests. I, I know somebody, and I did this for a while. I start most things and don't keep them up for too long. I remember listening to somebody who, who said that every day, every day he starts his day by giving thanks to God for five things. He starts his day by saying, what five things today can I give God thanks for? And that's a really good way to start our day. But, you know, to, put, to, to remind ourselves that, yes, there may be some issues, maybe some difficulties, but actually there are still things that we can thank God for. Many things, actually. Once you start thinking about it, the list, you soon run past five. But Thanksgiving, so Paul says, don't just, in a sense, pray. Yeah, pray. 
but also come to God with thanksgiving. I mean, that's, it's, um, and pray, yeah, bring, to, talk to me about the, talk to me about these situations, these issues. It's like with our children, isn't it? If we see, and this is still true with our adult children, if we see that our children are worrying about something, um, we, we, don't, we don't want them to carry on worrying. We don't want this to be something that dominates their, their lives. And, and actually, we would, we, would, um, we would respond positively, wouldn't we, to them coming to us and saying, actually, can I talk to you about this? Don't know where the whistle's coming from. It's not me this time, I don't think. So um, we'll carry on. If anybody knows where it's coming from, then put it right. <laughs> um, otherwise, I'll get anxious. Right. So, yeah, with our, with our parents, with, as, as parents with our children, we want them to be feel free to talk about those things. And God, and God wants us to be open and talk to him. Next thing he says is about your gentleness Oh, the one before your gentleness be evident to all be kind to other people i had somebody yesterday who you don't know because she's not from gloucester come to see kim and i and a very capable lady um but she was lonely she's on her own uh, divorced uh, and she she's lonely and um she was talking about this and about how that's affecting her uh, and 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 just how people are not are not really being you know are not um being friendly in a, they're not being unfriendly but people are just not being friends to her at this time and she she needs that and of course one of the things that we did gently suggest is that maybe she needs to think about being friends to other people in other words not just waiting for them to respond to her what about her responding to others and thinking about other people it's one of the things that Kim will talk to uh, clients about is just how do they start thinking about other people rather than just thinking about themselves and so ge being gentle to others is a great remedy for anxiety and P Paul says if we do those things or buy those things it's something that can help to bring the peace of God into our life, a peace of God which transcends all understanding. It's, it's something that we can't, <clears throat> something that we can't, can't work out. But, and what's more, this peace of God will guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. The word guard there is talking about a shield, a protective shield around us. I don't know about you, I, I love storms. You know, when it's really, when the wind is really blowing and the way rain is really coming down, I love that, provided I'm inside <laughs> the house or somewhere dry. I love to just look out and experience, in a sense, the, the stronger the storm, from my perspective, the better. But provided I'm shielded from it. And these things, Paul says, will, will give us a peace which will shield us doesn't mean we'll be immune to difficulties and you know Paul as we've talked about earlier in the week there will be Paul says there will be many difficulties he experienced many difficulties in life but they will shield our hearts in those situations and then finally in the verses eight and nine he's talking about um he's talking about what we think about 
what things are we going to think about? Because the things that we think about, the things that we give our time and attention to in that sense, will have an effect on us. They will affect us. And certain things we think about can, can actually help to cause or stimulate anxiety. As we talked yesterday, they can open us up perhaps more to the, the devil's uh, subtle attacks um, on us. And so Paul says here, think, be careful what you think about. And then he gives this list of criteria, doesn't he? True, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, or praiseworthy. Those are the things that he says to think about. And if we think about those things, they will help to bring the right balance into our, into our thoughts. One of the things that Kim would say is that people who are, who, are, who are suffering with anxiety, they will go on over and over and over again thinking about the same things. Whether they're realistic or not is not the point. Whether they're real, to them they're real. And they'll just go on and they'll just turn those things over and over and over in their minds. And that can happen to us at times, can't it? Well, Paul says here, start thinking about things that are good. And that applies to what you watch and what you listen to and about also the people that you're with. So he could say, I wish we could say, I wish I could say this. I hope you could say this. He says, you know, whatever you see in me, whatever you hear from me, whatever you learn from me, copy me. Copy me. Because Paul was confident that he was walking and living in a way that reflected the Lord Jesus Christ. So he could confidently say, copy me. I'll always remember, I went to the funeral of a man who uh, I knew well. Uh, he was a friend of my father and friend of the family and, and, a, and, a, and a very admirable man. And this is what, in the tribute to him, that my family gave, not me, but one of my family gave at his funeral. They said, this man, this man could be safely copied. Wonderful thing, isn't it? What, what could you say higher, greater than that? This man's life, you could copy this man's life and it would be a good thing to do. And Paul could say that about himself. In Isaiah 26, verse three, it says, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. And that's why Paul in just a couple of verses down in verse 11 say that he can say that he's content in every circumstance. Content whatever the circumstances. He's content because he's at peace. And contentment is a wonderful gift, isn't it? It's great to be with people who are contented. It's, the, it's awful to be people who are, who are really discontented. It's great to be with people that are content. And, um, and Paul knew that contentment. And we ask that, therefore, that we know, might know more of these things in our own lives. Let's just pray together. Father, we thank you that you, you want us to um, experience, enjoy lives that are uh, at peace not at peace because everything is nice and easy uh, but at peace because we have that inner peace 
a peace that um, is resting in and found in you. And Lord, we pray that, that if we have if we have anxious thoughts, if anxiety is becoming something that takes over us and, and, and controls us in, in different ways, we pray that we'd recognise that and that we'd want to think about what Paul wrote here and see how we can put these things into practice. And we pray, Lord, for people that, <clears throat> that we know who are troubled, seriously troubled by anxiety. Lord, we pray that we might be able to share something with them and there will be a means to helping them, maybe. So, Lord, we just commit these, uh, these words, these thoughts to you. <clears throat> In Jesus' name, amen.